The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. I don't know if we're live or not. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast, Greg. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like we, I think, I think we are. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap episode for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. That right there is Greg Ducharme, and we are trying to figure out some technical difficulties, but I think we're good to go. So what's up, Greg? Yeah. Hey, I see it. We're, we're good to go right here on my end. So, I mean, I I wasn't sure there. I like the delayed start fashionably late. I was, uh, almost, I was a second away from jumping in into your play. I didn't know if we talked and you wanted me to host today. We didn't talk about it. I didn't know if it was a, a, a trick, but Hey, happy to be here. What a, what a first round. As Steve Sands would say, we are creatures of habit and the intro song didn't play on my end. So I didn't know when to go. So I'm glad I'm (laughs) glad we are rocking and rolling right now. And API is in full swing. Greg, we've got a couple of big names at the top. We're going to jump into those. But overall, 18 holes in this has already gotten my juices flowing. Yeah, it's been exciting. There's a this is like the the line of uh, golf course that you see today is perfect where you have guys that are playing really well are really on form are rewarded for for really good play and if you're a little bit off it can be a train wreck and and that that's the sign of a penal course that isn't unfair or when it crosses the line to unfair where good shots are penalized that's when you see guys where nobody can really get under par but here you see guys like like Rory and Corey Connors and Bryson and the list goes on and on guys that played really well were able to get some pretty good scores in and guys that are a little bit off well, they uh, it, it looks like their week ended in one round. A big day at Bay Hill and a big day at Paramount Plus. It launched today, and you've probably seen the journey to Mount Paramount spots featuring Beefy Bryson, James Corden, Patrick Stewart, even Beavis and Butthead. It is quite a squad, but Paramount Plus is live sports. It's breaking news and a mountain of entertainment. You can go straight from game day to movie night with Paramount Plus. Stream iconic movies like The Godfather, Indiana Jones, and Mission Impossible, along with new episodes of critically acclaimed original series series like Star Trek Picard, The Good Fight, and The Stand. And get this, it's where you can dive into live sports from us, CBS Sports, including the NFL, March Madness, The Masters, and Champions League Soccer. There's streaming hit shows from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Smithsonian Channel, and Comedy Central. It's live sports, it's breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Paramount Plus is streaming right now. Also going on right now is Rory McIlroy, an old friend atop the leaderboard, Greg, a spicy six under 66 that featured a string of five straight birdies from two through six. He was feeling it this morning. He was. uh, It's clear he likes having a couple of people around watching him play. 
because uh, he looked really good. But Rick, this is exactly what we talked about on Monday. The greens are a little bit flatter, a little softer, especially for Rory's ma- round in the morning. And the difficulty level on the greens as a rule in Florida is just a little bit lower. Uh, and, and when you get to, they can still be tricky. I'm not saying they're easy. They're, they're not dead flat. They're just easier than, uh, than what we saw out on the West coast. So when you get a guy hitting the ball, the way Rory is, did today and always does, and you see the two areas of weakness for him, he played, he was great in today. He was third in putting, he gained nearly four shots putting, and he Mm -hmm. was third approaching the green, gaining over three shots approaching the green as well. So I think that recipe for Rory, who's as good a driver as he is, is um, is a good one. If he can do that for the next couple of rounds, he might run away with it. <laughs> he was also fifth off the tee. If he does that for the next three rounds, Vince Carter dot gift this right now because Rory McIlroy would be on top of the world. And you know, to get back to Bay Hill for Rory, a place that has been just a happy hunting grounds for him. Justin Ray says this is his seventh round of sixty six or lower at Bay Hill just since twenty fifteen. That's when he made his day. Debut and nobody else has five such rounds in that span. Henrik Stenson, the next closest one. So this is a combination of playing really well, but also doing it, Greg, at a place that he loves, which something like that sparks a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum for the final three days, getting off to a good start like this. Yeah, there's something like, um, I think it's 73%. It was at least a couple of years ago. I imagine it's around that same number now, but something like 73% of winners on the PGA Tour finish the first round inside the top 10. Hmm. Um, so when you're when you're leading and you're on a difficult golf course, it's only going to get more difficult throughout the week. I expect those greens to get a little firmer, a little less forgiving uh, to approach shots coming in. The guys that are, are um, getting under par early are guys that have a really good chance coming down the stretch when birdies get harder to come by over the weekend guys like Rory and Corey Connors and Bryson they they've gotten a lot of the work done already so it, it just it gives them that much better of a chance going into the the final three days let me ask you a question because uh, I have the data to back this up but it's not what I necessarily thought uh, would you think Rory McIlroy is a slow starter does he have that stigma or is it just that he doesn't play well on Sundays Hmm. Uh, my initial reaction is Sundays, but I would say it's yeah. the, it seemed, I hate to say this, right. But it seems to be the rounds that mean the most to him. So yeah. when he gets in really big tournaments, uh, when he gets in real, when he's really close to the lead, he has a tendency uh, to, to, uh, suffer a little bit. So I think of the open championship that was in Northern. That's Ireland, what I was thinking right? of. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's Jacob, um, flashbacks to port rush first tee. That's the first, yep. it's the most important tournament to him. He says it's more important than winning a green jacket and he makes an eight on the first hole. And then the next day shoots, I think 65. So mm-hmm. when it means a, when it means a great deal to him, he can sometimes put a little too much pressure on himself and it can get away from him. But what, what do the numbers say? So I, I actually would like to split these out by majors. Cause I feel maybe that's what I'm, I feel like in majors, he always starts slow and then finds a way to like be a, be yeah. inside the top 10 at the end. But last year in 2020, so it's obviously a shortened season led the tour in first round scoring average in 2019. Wow. He was 36, which when you're Rory McIlroy, that's pretty disappointing because you're going to be one of the top scorers uh, every single year. And then 2018, the prior year, he was 24th. So I would like to see it broken up by majors and other events and see if it's just my perception or if there's anything to this. 
Yeah. So what is your perception that he's a, that he's a slow starter? That he was a slow starter. Yeah, no, I, yeah. my perception was that, and maybe just, I remember, cause it's like, oh man, Rory finished T6, but he was never in it. Right. And it's because he kind of starts yeah. slow and just plays well. So, uh, maybe I'm misremembering well, it or with, with scoring average. Look, if you, if you go out there and shoot three under today and you're tied seventh and you do that every, you, you get yourself to tied seventh, tied ninth consistently in the first round. After two rounds, you may not say you're right in it, right? Sure. Or, or going into the going into Sunday, you may not feel like you're in it, but your scoring average is still pretty good. Because sometimes guys go out in the first round. Somebody's going to go shoot seven, eight under most tournaments. Um, I mean, this is a really tough one, and you see two guys at six under. So guys always get off to good starts. It's just it, it's very rare that they consistently get off to good starts, and that's how over a year your scoring average can rise. That other man at six under is Corey Connors, a similar six under 66. Corey Connors had it going lap to the field in strokes gained approach on Thursday. He was uh, a gainer with the flat stick, which is always helpful when your name is Corey Connors. He gained about a stroke and a half on the greens. And uh, Greg, you know, just before we get into the numbers and the last time that Connors has wanted all of that, he, he low key has a really nice like rhythm to his swing. Like I like watching him physically swing the golf club yeah it is it's really uh, <laughs> it, it looks like you know some of these guys it looks like such an athletic move Corey connors looks like the old adage of let the club do the work for you right it looks like the club has a night a really nice swing to the club head i think a lot of that has to do with his soft left arm at the at the top there he doesn't yeah. keep it quite as locked like rory does it's a little bit softer so it it is um pleasant to watch and he also just stripes it as Mark would say, he's a flusher. He hits it so good. And this is kind of what we've seen with not just Corey and and, uh, and Rory, but the whole leaderboard. I mean, we talked about on Monday, Rick, Team No Putt having a really good chance yep. here. And you here got are. Rory, Rory <laughs> Corey Cotters, Ben on, <laughs> right Ke- Keegan I mean, Bradley, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee Westwood, uh, Victor yeah. Hovland, maybe it's unfair to put him there. Keegan, as you said. So yeah, they're they're here. Uh, the the guys that are driving it the best and hitting their irons the best have found their way near the top. But they also have had kind of better putting days, which you see a Rory who struggles with putting, Corey Connors who struggles with putting, have better putting days, and I think that's a function of uh, of the the limited slope on the greens. Corey Connors, uh, most known for his 2019 victory at the Valero Texas Open. That's the event he Monday qualified. So he goes from Monday qualifying a PGA Tour event to being in the Masters the next week, which is always uh, an awesome story, Greg, when when something like that happens. But we've got another big bopper at the top of the leaderboards, Bryson DeChambeau. He's five under 67. That's one shot off the pace. And this, this guy doesn't even go for the green on number six, Greg. You know, he gets us fired up all week long. He doesn't even take a crack at it on Thursday. Why are we even following him? I mean, why, I why is it? Why is there a camera on him? Why are any fans following? I mean, what do so entertain us, Bryson? Entertain us. <laughs> he, <laughs> I think he likes the illusion that he could go for it. If he actually does go for it and can't get there, it, it, it ruins the whole you know illusion here. But he just says, "Yeah, I can get there. I can get there in the right conditions." Right, of course. <laughs> which, which is, I, I think that's why there's so much. He's entertaining the talk about it, right? It, it's. Because I was thinking earlier in the week, and and as this story was kind of developing, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And one thing I've always admired about Bryson is he does things for the 
for for a reason. Everything he does is for a reason. This distance is not because he's a meathead and all he does is hit it really far, and that's why he's out here. He became this uh, this really fast, long driver of the golf ball because it's statistically backed up. So my expectation on a hole like that, and on every hole, is well, what's the best way to play it? Does it make sense? Do I gain an advantage by trying to drive the green? But as I've heard this story, and I've heard him talk about it, and I've heard all this stuff, it it seems different than that. It doesn't seem like the decision is based on whether it's worth it or not. It seems like the decision is what can, can he prove that he can do it? And so I'm very interested to see if he goes for it another day during the week. He, he seemed to think that the wind condition didn't suit him for the driver that he has in play now, right? right. If he plays a lighter driver, <laughs> a driver that spins less, he can definitely get there. <laughs> Me too. Just, if funny. I play a different driver, I can get there as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all jokes aside, he had one blemish on the card, his second hole of the day. He led the field in strokes gained off the tee. He gained strokes in every single category. It was pretty surgical uh, from Bryson on Thursday to thrust himself onto this leaderboard. Yeah, and again, we talked about it. This is the most important thing this week is driving to the golf ball, right? Mm-hmm. Strokes gained off the tee is number one, and strokes gained approach is number two. Bryson's great in both of those areas. So I'm kind of looking at this kicking myself. I feel like I overthought it, not playing Bryson in in, uh, in, in some, especially in our little lineup we do this week. Um, I, I was a little lower on Bryson because the form has been suspect, and I, I think his general model of hit it really far is not a great model for Florida golf, uh, but it seems to work right. here. And um, I mean, if you just stick to that mantra of drivers and iron players, Bryson is on top of the list. So I'm kind of kicking myself, but yeah, it's, it's it, in hindsight, not a surprise at all. Certainly not. Uh, it wouldn't be the first cut if we didn't talk about Jordan Spieth, who's currently in a tie for 15th. He finishes his Thursday at two under par. And this was, a, a, to me, a very Spiethian round at Bay Hill, Greg, where he gained strokes on approach. He gained strokes around the greens. He's one of the best putters on the uh, in the field, but he loses a stroke off the tee, including putting it into the water at number six. That Those are the disasters you have to avoid at Bay Hill if he wants to end up being in contention on Sunday. Right. And of course he wants to be in contention on Sunday. He wants to win on Sunday. So he's going to have to avoid those things. But um, it, he's the guy in the field that you you look at and you say, okay, well, uh, the numbers say no. The numbers say no. But he somehow finds a way. He's just, he's scrappy. He's got a way. Yeah, he should not have any success here. It reminds me of Beth Page Black, where, you know, it's all, it's another driver's golf course and all the biggest hitters are going to be in contention. And all of a sudden, a Jordan Spieth in bad form ends up in solo third. So he has a way of making magic with the putter. And um, although the, kind of general model of what you're looking for around here isn't a guy who just lights it up with the flagstick and scrambles like Jordan does. He, he can kind of overcome that. So with Jordan, you always have to look past the numbers a little bit, especially when he's confident. And I do feel that he's confident right now, but um, I, I mean, your model, Rick, the, the data says he's not, this is, this was maybe his best round of the week. But I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of he's grooving. He feels good about his game. And I think he's thinking that um, that that he still has a good chance. 
definitely has a little bit of swag to him that we've seen in his last couple of starts, which is something we haven't seen for a long time. So, so awesome yeah. to see that from uh, Spieth. So looking ahead, after 18 holes, our friends over at William Hill have installed three of the big boppers as your favorites. Of course, Rory McIlroy currently leads the golf tournament. is three to one. Bryson DeChambeau, just one shot back. He's four and a half to one. And then Victor Hovland, who held his round together, got into the clubhouse at three under. So he's three off the lead. He's nine to one, Greg. So we'll start there those three single digit guys any of these worth a bet or are we going further down the board what do you think i think hovland's worth a bet uh, no yeah. question about it. look at what hovland did so we know how good hovland is t to green we know how good he is and i mean i really mean your stat rick of strokes gain ball striking right off yeah. the t and irons he is um, maybe the best on tour, and he wasn't today. I mean, he was 29th off the tee and 57th approach the green, where he really gained the most was in his short game, which yep. he was fifth, and he was fifth around the green. So, for a guy whose weakness is holding him together, it's a sign that his game is really strong. And I expect over the next three days for the rest of his game to lift up. And I don't, I really don't think the around the green stuff is going to matter come the weekend time for him, but it is a good sign that his biggest weakness he's really worked on. So it's a sign towards the, um, towards the work ethic that he has and, and the desire to improve, which I love. Um, he's rolling the ball beautifully gain. I mean, he's in a nice place putting, and I think there's a lot more for him to do over the weekend, tee to green. So as the, as the conditions get tougher and tougher and tougher over the weekend, it's going to demand more and more and more off the tee and approach the green. And I think Victor Hovland is going to get better and better and better off the tee and approach the green. So, yeah, he's he's still my guy. I tend to agree looking at the way he played and uh, as you put it, his his weakest part holding him together and he's just three shots off the lead. That's super scary. If you want to go a little bit further down the board, Corey Connors is 12 to one, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 14 and Sung Jay Im at 16. Sung Jay, I believe he made birdie on his final hole today. He got in at three under. Uh, I think that, I think he's interesting at 16 if you didn't get him before the event started. And then I still look at guys like, you know, Jason Kokrak. Jason Kokrak's two back. He's played well. He's hoisted a trophy at the CJ Cup a couple of, of I guess it was months ago at this point. I, I think there's some value to be had, especially on what is shaping up to be kind of a difficult golf course because it was prime conditions today and we saw a lot of scores over par. Right. And, and I mean, I guess the fear is what what's Rory going to do? What's Bryson yeah. going to do? Because those are kind of your, you're not going to get any odds on them. And they're yep. kind of your, the guys that can run away and hide. You feel like it wouldn't surprise us to see Rory go out and shoot six under again tomorrow and lead by six. I, I think he has that kind of firepower. So um, that's the concern with going down lower on the board. But at the same time, that helps the odds. And for me, I don't trust Rory on Sunday. So I think if he's uh, leading or near the lead, I don't think he's as scary as uh, as his, you know, his resume would would indicate. So I, I think that that's actually helpful in this case, having Rory up there. Bryson scares me a little bit, but it, it does uh, lend to a lot of value. Hovland's still my favorite guy, but you could put Sung J.M. right in that category for the, for many of the same reasons, Rick. And I know uh, you're probably a fan, and I've probably already put a couple of units in, in that direction. Yeah, I have. Uh, the, the Get me whatever. It was some combination of a Rory, Bryson, Hovland, Spieth, Sung J, final group or two. Like, whatever that combo looks like, I'm here for it, Greg. We got to get Spieth in the mix. You have yeah. those guys like like Jordan Spieth draws more attention than anybody playing on tour right now. 
with I mean, T- Tiger is the exception. We know, unfortunately, he's not playing on tour right now. So it goes to Jordan. Jordan draws the most attention. He did it at Pebble. Uh, and anytime he's in contention, the world of golf buzzes. So we need him in contention. And then all that does is draw eyes to Rory and Bryson and, and some of these other big guns. And then you get the opportunity to be impressed by a Victor Hovland or a Sung J.M. So when Jordan's in the mix, it's really good for the game. Uh, and it's really good for everybody involved. Love it. Absolutely love it. Round one in the books. Thank you to producer Jacob for all his hard work behind the scenes. Thank you to Greg Ducharme, who you can follow on Twitter at the real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. 